Episode 31, your uh, premium show for the week. Um, I apologize if the uh, audio sounds weird, but that's because we're all recording in the same room for a change. We're together. Sweat boys. Sweat boys. Nothing dry. <laughs> Got that bean smell. <laughs> Only wet. Uh, this is, uh, we, are, we are broadcasting now from uh, my living room. But we got we got the whole squad is here. Matt is uh, visiting the city for the week. Hell yeah, I'm uh, I'm sweating with the sweat boys. I'm feeling uh, communion, and I feel like any drop in audio quality will be more than made up for by the collective tea just resonating off of each other itself and turning us into an unstoppable aggro machine of podcasting. Sweat boys, sweat boys, about to roll through, motherfucking uh, Katie Halper show to see Doug and Liza Henwood. We're gonna sweat up the joint. We're gonna be sweatier than anybody in that room. Uh, Liza Featherstone, Felix, do better. Wait, what did I say? Liza Henwood. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> remove it. Remove it. Remove it. Remove it. Sincere apologies to Liza Featherstone, Liza, Liza, and the entire Trap House, Trap House, Trap House family, and LLC. We will. We promise to do better as always. Next time. Next time. Yeah. Your sweat privileges have been revoked. Okay. Fine. Anyway. Um. So yeah. Uh. We're, hang, we're hanging out in Brooklyn, as we do, that Brooklyn lifestyle. Uh, well, we were going to go to the Brooklyn Museum today, but um, it's closed. Wouldn't you believe it? I got dressed to go to the museum. Um, I was wearing my museum outfit because no one talks about this, but the museum is a great place to swoop fly beautiful honeys, and uh, it was fucking closed. There were no honeys at all. I mean, this was a, a major bungle on my part. I mean, I live basically next to the Brooklyn Museum, and I was not aware that it is closed on Monday and Tuesday for, I don't know, that's when they clean all the paintings and draw um, smiley Joker smiley faces. Uh, I think it it's pretty much indicates, though, that you don't go to the museum. That's true. You yeah, know yeah, that. Yeah. You're an uncultured barbarian <laughs> is what you are. I only walk past the museum on, on my way to the, uh, on my way to Subway. When, I, you know, when people tell me they don't see me at the museum, I go, well, I never see you at the bank. <laughs> <laughs> I, I understand it, though, because to me, the only real uh, art anymore is uh, graphic novels. I agree. So there's yeah, no agree. reason to go to a stupid museum when you can see real, intense, gritty art done on the pages of the good people of uh, DC and Dark Knight and all those guys. Well, I mean, because of Will's museum fuck-up, this is the last time you'll ever hear him on the podcast. He's out. <laughs> this, this is my farewell address to you right now. I'd like to warn you about the uh, military-industrial complex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good as hell. <laughs> but, um, you know, we, 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 you know, as always... Like like good operators, you know, when the op goes south, you got to think on your feet. You gotta you gotta plan for not planning. Yeah, when when Charlie base is uh, no longer operative, you need to regroup. You need to find another operating base. This Tang Tango base. Tango yeah. base. But what did we do? What was our safe house? Brooklyn Botanical Gardens. Hell yeah! yeah. And not only that, it's not only is it open on Tuesdays, it's free on Tuesdays. Success win. Hell yeah! Success win lifestyle. But um, that that was also disappointing that too. That sucked. Yeah. Um, well, in a way, I mean, 
in a way, it's better than a museum because if you think about like a museum, it's just filled with paintings that some dead guy did of like grass and flowers and shit. So we went to see actual grass and flowers. Yeah, there's That's no true. True. there's no artist in the world that can compare to God. God is the ultimate artist. He's my yeah. He's my favorite artist. Uh, we did notice something about the museum. Okay, so if you go in an underground uh, basement area. There's a, a some type of Japanese box that looks like a slot machine that presumably contains somebody's soul. Uh, oh no! This, no, this is the botanical gardens. They had they had some sort of um, Asian uh, golden box that was probably um, housing some sort of demon, the soul, the soul of some Han emperor. And the, yeah, and that's gonna come out. That's going to come out. Like, it's an gonna, accident waiting to happen. Yeah. There was a little kid pressing his rosy cheeks up against the glass. That kid's gonna get possessed. He was gonna get possessed by, um, you know, uh, the guy from Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, Mo <laughs> Pan, baby. Mo Pan. You know, he had, you know, that kid had green eyes too. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> God, I hope Jack Burton's around. But uh, so they had they had a desert room, they had a tropical room, they just had a room called warm temperature room, which I'm like, uh, guys, they already had two of those. Uh, get the fuck <laughs> out of here. We haven't been sweating enough at that point. Yeah, um, pretty, you know, pretty lackluster. I mean, if you're like me, and just last weekend you were in the cities of Leiden and Amsterdam in a little country called uh, the Netherlands, you know, if you're like me, uh, you're traveling abroad pretty much every weekend. And, um, you know, Playboy tip number one, uh, a botanical garden in Holland is an excellent place to uh, swoop um, international models and honeys. Yeah, there's not. There's just a bunch of school children. Most yeah, people no. don't know about this. Yeah, most. I mean, most. Uh, most botanical gardens are weesh. It's for losers. Uh, you can't smoke there. That's a big no-no. That's no. It's not good for anybody. Fuck that. It's not cool. You go to an art museum. You can smoke. <laughs> Uh, and when you're swooping, when you're swooping beautiful honeys, they're in the museum. They were probably, they probably, the museum they said they were closed, but there were probably at least like five playboys in there and like 20 women. And all the losers were in the garden because flowers are gay. <laughs> That's why it's closed on Mondays and Tuesdays. That's yeah. the international playboys only. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I got to say, uh, the botanical gardens in the Netherlands are much better than in America. And it's because in America, they don't let uh, private enterprise prosper and thrive because of uh, unions and regulation. Yeah, true, we true. saw a sign in one of those rooms. It was like, oh, no more than 135 people in here. It's like... Who knows what kind of magic could happen if you let 140, 150 people in that room? Oh, maybe the body heat would create conditions for a new type of flower to grow. You don't know because you've never tried it. The best orchid of all. The rarest orchid yeah. of all. The death's head orchid. It's free to come in on Tuesdays, $12 on other days. But if they took the special interest in unions out of it, it would be $750 to enter, $8,500 to go to the coral reef room that could only be built without unions, and uh, they basically have ruined the city's botanical garden. Yeah, think of what they could have had. For a measly 700 bucks a day, you could have a water slide, a lazy river with pot, with uh, tubes, uh, uh, maybe it was a couple roller coasters. Some characters. Yeah, yeah. some yeah. Characters. fun characters and giant heads. Um, uh, a snow room with all the snow plants. Yeah, it could have been. It would have been nice. Just different types of snow. I mean, all these plants are nice, but like, give me, give me some snow. It's yeah, I want to see. Hot, I want to see like the dense snow. I want to see the light snow. I want to see the powdery snow. But instead, you're like, here's this gay ass desert where there's just a bunch of cactuses. <laughs> here's here's three different kinds of hot. Hope yeah. you enjoy Hope it. Hope you in the like middle it. Of August, New York. Yeah. Even though you were dressed to go to a museum, not to go to a desert. 
<laughs> so, you know, yeah. Uh, overall, I think our afternoon's been uh, pretty good, all things considered. We've talked a lot about Oz. I wanted to do this episode about Oz, but uh, these guys say that they would have to see the, the show again. But, like, look out for that in the horizon. I know that you guys have been waiting for us to take down a TV show that has been off the air for 11 years. <laughs> I do think it'll be really interesting because like, I know we got a lot of millennials who listen. And you're talking about kids who grew up in the post-Sopranos era of prestige television where every show is quote-unquote good and like people know what a good show is supposed to look like. Oz was an attempt by real filmmakers and real artists to make a good show but when no one knew how to do that. And so it's just an embarrassing disaster, but it's so entertaining. Yeah, I think um, I think Oz definitely warrants uh, a, a fuller, more complete Chapo episode. But um, yeah, what what else is going on, uh, Matt? Are you enjoying your your stay in New York City, or do you still hate it? Uh, well, I mean, I hated it really, really hardcore when I got into LaGuardia and I like was in a cab line for two hours and I wanted to oh and you ran into Amber at the airport I did I I, I was she was broke because she was expecting to leave in the morning but then the Delta fuck up where all Delta flights were grounded totally ruined her thing and she didn't get out until like nine and she had been planning on going out earlier so she was literally broke she had nothing she had like a bag of Auntie Annie's pretzels and that was it and so I gave her a little cash to get her to her uh, get her to the end of the time she was waiting there so that was nice but then I went outside and stood in line for two hours and wanted everyone in this city to die of brain hemorrhage but now I'm walking the streets I'm sweating freely I'm able to move about and uh, it's nice just as a quick side note though like uh, commercial airline travel is another example of how um, unions and big government have absolutely screwed screwed up uh, what should be the free market and free yeah. enterprise would make air travel so much better if there were no regulations. Right, like I should be able to pay extra. Like when we flow over Brooklyn on the way to go to LaGuardia, I mean, just let me let me just take a parachute. Just jump out of the plane. And just drop yeah. out in the par- like when we pass over Prospect Park, I'm like, this is way closer than all the way up in Queens. Just let me just jump out. Give me that option, you know. With uh, but the regulations and the unions and everything is why I can't just parachute out in the Prospect Park and save me like hours. Yeah, no, and getting out of the airport is always the worst part of travel. So we should just do away with airports. Yeah, yeah no, get rid of yeah. them. Get rid of them. We should have, we should turn every public park into a runway. <laughs> Definitely turn that shitty botanical garden no, into, a, that, into that, a helipad for Playboys. That should be where you can, like, if you're an ultra Playboy, you fly an F-35, you land on that landing strip, and you, you maybe you take out a few civvies. But you land, you jump out, you're like Bush in the flight suit, and you walk out into Crown Heights. You know what this means, right? This means abolishing commercial air travel and replacing it with Uber for the sky. Yes, yeah, yeah, you yeah. You fucking hit your thing, a plane lands in the nearest like mile-long straight straightaway, you hop in. And, and that would that would end terrorism because all the terrorists, you could rate them. Yeah. And you give them like one star as passengers, and all the pilots would know not to pick them up. Yeah. Well, no, well, and if your Uber pilot uh, crashes and you die, your family will have to give them a bad rating. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And but, they'll I mean, get and that's there. the real... That is the real incentive structure. You don't need government regulations. You just need ratings. Ratings. Yelps. Yeah. 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 I like to think that, like, you know, I think that the 9-11 hijackers, it wasn't planned. 
<laughs> they they all all of them were at the airport and they were going through the line. They like had to do the parking. They taking the train with the reconstruction was probably a strike. The unions were striking. They were just running into regulation all day, and they were like, "This is America. This is regular. This is red tape. We're gonna fly this plane into the building because it's red tape." But if there was Uber Air, like that wouldn't have happened. They would have been like, "No, this is great because Uber Air is really what we are in our heart, not this." more regulation and our answer to 9-11 has been more regulation it's amazing that there haven't been more 9-11s I wanted to do a 9-11 taking my goddamn shoes off every time I got on an airplane those union thugs like sniffing you down yeah dude if it wasn't for all the regulation on flight 93 it maybe could have made its way to the White House or Congress we'll never know where yeah talking about (laughs) eliminating bureaucratic waste (laughs) um yes that's a a little bit of our day so far, but um, what do you say? Should we, uh, should we talk about some news stories? Should we talk about things that's going on? Um, hey, you guys hear about what's in the news, everybody? Hey, uh, hey I talked to Mavis about this one. Yeah, yeah, you hear about that? Hey, Kevin, uh, you hear about what happened today? <laughs> um, actually, th- th- I think we should introduce a, uh, a-, a new um, sort of segment to the show. Um, it's in our wheelhouse. We haven't done this before, but it's very fitting with us. It's a new segment of the show. Uh, it's just totally original. I'm calling it, ooh, what's that? Turkey news! Da, da, da. Insert Ottoman theme. <laughs> gobble, gobble, gobble. No, this is, uh, this is my take on the, uh, the classic uh, monkey news, but it's uh, turkey news. It's news about turkey. And there's a couple of awesome stories about turkey that we have to follow up on now. Oh, yeah, there are. We are America's number one um, Turkish politics-based podcast. That's, you know what? That is 100% That's accurate. absolutely that's true. Absolutely that's absolutely true. not a joke. There's no way that's not true. <laughs> Who's better than us? As like, Michael Mason says, says, no one is talking about But this. no one is. Like, you'd have to go yeah. on iTunes U and, like, look for some fuck shit that's, like, Professor Lawrence Cum at the King Thod <laughs> Harvard Center for International Studies talking about how much he loves Gulan. No, we're giving you that real shit. Yeah. Yo, fuck that! <laughs> the first real shit that's coming to you in today's uh, Turkey news. Uh, this is a story from a couple weeks ago. We're we're a little bit late to it, but I, you know I think it's evergreen because it deals with a, a couple of things that we've already uh, talked on the show. Uh, this is from a Politico article, uh, like I said back from back in the July, that says uh, Turkey's coup attempt a boon for lobbyists. Subheadline: The Turkish government's attack on U.S.-based Muslim leader has both sides playing the influence game. And it's about how, in the wake of the uh, Turkish coup, um, Erdogan is hiring uh, U.S. lobbyists to push his cause about extraditing Gulan, and Gulan has hired his own slew of lobbyists to um, not get extradited. Who did he hire, Will? Who did he hire? None other than the best lobbying firm in Washington. The Podesta Group. Oh, yeah. Listeners of the show will remember our episode with Lee Fong. Shout out to Lee Fong, uh, where we talked about Heather Podesta and the Podesta Group. Um, I'm reading here uh, from Politico. It says, uh, the other side's most prominent response has been through the Alliance for Shared Values, a nonprofit umbrella group for Gulan-inspired U.S. organizations. The Alliance hired the Podesta Group, a lobbying and public relations firm, in the spring to shape its image amid the avalanche of legal and political attacks. Harmony Public Schools, one of the institutions, Amsterdam, that's the guy, in the, that's the lobbyist on Erdogan's side, is challenging, also has retained a lobbyist. Uh, Pete Kirkham, former chief of staff to Representative Tom Cole, Republican from Oklahoma, he was paid $30,000 for the month of May, according to public records. But what I love, I mean, like the Podesta Group, it's worth every penny. 
Oh, absolutely. With every penny if you hire them. So I, I mean, think, we've seen her at work, and yeah. her persuasive skills are unparalleled. Yeah, she's, I, I mean, you, when you see Heather Podesta, like, when you, you have a problem, like, say that you're a foreign dictator, a horrible traitor, or, uh, like, you know, maybe you just accidentally spilled some chemicals somewhere, you're like, oh, no, we have to clean this up. I don't want to get dicked down by regulation. You see Heather Podesta, and she's like just gripping the couch, and like. Wait, wait. Nice. So we do, we do a little role playing here. Could you, could you be Gulan for a second? Yeah. And you're coming to a meet, meeting with Heather Podesta. Okay. You're Heather. Yeah, I'm Heather. They're saying awful things about me. This crypto Armenian, my former friend. I want to extend my tentacles into Angara. <laughs> uh, that's wonderful, Gulen. Um the thing about coups is that they can get very difficult, but... Oh, sorry. Um, what, what, oh, you, that, you were in a trance there for a second. What, sorry. It was amazing. What were you saying? I just... I, this couch is so soft. I see your story, your tawid, your oneness with God is strong because you have a sense of bliss that is like our movement. <laughs> uh, values are so important to share between people. Uh, this, uh, by the way, um, this will be $50,000 for this meeting. Anything. You are truly the spirit of God. <laughs> I am a traitor. <laughs> uh, please, uh, please don't extradite. Uh, please don't extradite don't ex- me. Yeah, please don't extradite me. <laughs> no. No, I don't want to be extradited. I want to keep running my private schools. <laughs> um, charter schools are the future, Gullen. Yes, they are. <laughs> That's where I plant the seeds in their head. <laughs> this sort of confluence between things we've talked about on the show, like Heather Podesta and Gullen coming together, listeners might be like, how are they do this? I'll explain. If anyone's read the Dark Tower series, they'll be familiar with the phrase, all things serve the beam. Well, in this reality, all things serve the trap. (laughs) Everything is in confluence, coming towards us as like the true north of a compass. Um, Oh, and these are other stories that are coming together. The the next story in Turkey news for the week uh, unites, obviously, Turkey and uh, the failed coup attempt, Gulan and Erdogan. And another big theme for us, uh, fail sons. This might be one of the biggest Felsons we've ever encountered. Oh yeah, he's this a is a more this, this is a more, this is a more recent story that came out just this week. But uh, the headline here is: NBA player disowned by family in Turkey changes name to honor U.S.-based cleric. This is about um, Ines Cantor, who is now I guess Ines Gulan, who is the center for the Oklahoma City Thunder. He's a six eleven Turk that has been a follower of Gulan. Cantor's dad, Mehmet, who said he supports Erdogan and the Turkish government, wrote a letter published by Turkish media on Monday in which he said his son was, quote, hypnotized by Gulan and disowned the 24-year-old NBA player. Now, this is his father writing here in an open letter (laughs) with a feeling of shame. I apologize to our president and the Turkish people for having such a son. <laughs> God damn. Brutal. Wow. That, that feel when you're home for uh, Thanksgiving, for Turkish Thanksgiving, and your brother is there at the table and he is in the Turkish Air Force and he's been winning a glorious war against the YPG and your sister is there and she's in her hijab 
and she's talking about bringing real values back to Turkey and you're there you're the foul son you're the Gulan foul son and you're like I think the charter school and your dad's like shut the fuck up and you go back into your room with your pide and you game with Gulan <laughs> dude not only is he a fail son to his father he's a fail son to the entire city of Oklahoma Oklahoma City easily they could have beaten the Warriors in that series they easily could have beaten the Warriors if they had a heart if, if they supported justice and development yeah. they could have easily beaten the weak soft Golden State Warriors Aubrey McClendon the uh, sort of founded the Thunder like brought them over from Seattle he crashed his car into a wall because like this guy because of this Gulanist traitor he was whispering Gulan plots into his ear and convinced him to murk himself by driving his Ferrari into a brick wall. <laughs> Wait, this uh, continues here. Uh, it says, a uh, cancer who regularly tweets about Gulan. Oh, shit. What do you guys look up Enos yeah, Cancer okay. on Twitter right now? It says, uh, a cancer who regularly tweets about Gulan answered by tweeting a letter of commitment to the contentious leader written in Turkish. This is him responding to his father. Today, I lost those who for 24 years I called my family. Oh. The letter said, Reuters reported, my own family wanted me to change my surname. The mother who gave birth to me rejected me. God damn. This is oh, <laughs> he deserves it. Dude, yeah. no, this is, oh my God. The letter continued, may God take every second of my life and give it to my brave teacher. He signed the letter, Anus Gulan, yeah, in okay. all caps. There's a video of him doing handstand push-ups, but he's racking his foot on a weight rack instead of just balancing upside down because he doesn't have the core strength that an AKP man has. The rack represents Gulan's treachery, and he needs Gulan's treachery to hold him up. Uh, he has something that says, wow, another traitor. I am burning your news. Haha, <laughs> good luck, bro. We will miss you. Maybe, thinking emoji at Anthony Slater. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, who the fuck are you to call somebody a traitor, bitch? What I like about this is, uh, like, just how sincere he is. I mean, like, think about, like, what every other NBA player is tweeting about. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's like, just, yeah. like, picking pictures of, like, yeah, the, like, their dinner receipt or something. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, man, we balling tonight. Yeah, but this guy's, like, my glorious teacher. I will give every last drop of blood in my body to you, Gulan. <laughs> but I gotta say, like, now everyone else in the NBA knows how to talk trash to this guy. Next yeah, season. yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Too bad Gary Payton's not in the league yeah. anymore. You would be like, yo, yo, go and suck my dick. Yeah. You'd be like, yo, yo, how your boys doing in that coup? Bet they can't hear you now. Yeah. Yell yeah. louder. Uh, fuck it, fucking, uh, if Kevin Garnett was still playing, you know, he would talk to Wildy. Yes. You know? Yeah, he'd be like, Ayo, ayo, why? Ayo, yo, yo, Gulan's wife tastes like uh, Honey Nut Cheerios. <laughs> 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 Uh, Monster Jam, Justice in the You know that LeBron got into his ear. Because, okay, so we're going to do the conspiracy now. LeBron's with Dan Gilbert, right? Oh, Israel. Yeah. Israel. Well, they fired his ass, though. They fired Dan. They they fired, what's his name? The coach. coach. The coach, yeah. yeah. Oh, the coach is the Israel guy, right? Yeah, but Dan Gilbert's still, like, money guy. Okay. Dan Gilbert, Dan Gilbert, because Turkey and Israel, like, as we discussed in the Batman versus Superman show, they're tighter now. Yeah. Gilbert is like, yo, I need you to stomp this fucking goofy out right now. <laughs> I need you to stomp this bitch out right now. And that's like, so Erdogan knew how to use FaceTime, right? Yeah. He knew how to yeah. use it in the coup because he had done it once before. When the cabs were down, <laughs> Erdogan requested a private audience with LeBron. 
It was it was halftime. It was halftime. And the coach just like, I have a special message. And he just turned his iPhone around and there was Aaron Wines. Everyone, everyone was like, LeBron, you fell before in your life. I know what that's like. They put me in prison. <laughs> they told me I would never be the prime minister, that I would never be the president, that AKP would need a coalition government. And after that, they told me we couldn't hold on to a simple majority. They told me that I couldn't. I couldn't defeat the Kamalists, that I couldn't purge the Gulanists. And you know what? I was down three games, Three too. games is one, yeah. And I came back. Can you? And LeBron, like, fucking put the chalk up in the yeah. air. <laughs> and it, like, it formed a wolf. It formed a gray wolf. Like, it's still a gray wolf. And he, it was like Space Jam. He just got, it's like, yeah, let's feel the jam. Justice and development. And uh, and his can and Cantor was like he was just fumbling like his ankles were getting broken he was getting <laughs> fucked up crossed over yeah <laughs> dumped on yeah, yeah. Um, and his Gulan man that's that's brutal though brutal that's yeah. really uh, man it's oh, oh, they, like you know what it, you know what's the worst about that it's like when your parents aren't even mad at you they're just disappointed yeah, yeah. you know what I mean like that's what that feels like and the funniest thing is it's all over what seems to me to be a very slight doctrinal difference <laughs> in like kind of. <laughs> religiously inflected Turkish nationalism. <laughs> it's like, they don't seem to have a lot of ideological conflict. But no, no, it's like, it, it, it's the the, ty the tyranny of small differences. Like, people yeah. hate people who are almost exactly like them, but just yeah, a little bit true. other than people who are completely different. Yeah, it's like the, yeah, the left splinter groups in the 60s and 70s. Like, yeah. they hated each other way more than the man. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like, it's it's like why the tankies hate us so much. Exactly. Because, like, we're, we're almost like them, except... Um, except we get paid by except, the CIA, um, maybe. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, except we're, we, we have a sense of humor, we make money, and we've uh, uh, fucked before. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we no condoms, dry boys. <laughs> no lubricated condom gang. We like that shit dry, yo. <laughs> so, uh, moving on from turkey news... Um, uh, but this is a this is a topic that uh, we were also discussing earlier today. We touched on it briefly um, in our uh, most recent episode, but we had to drop a lot of it just because there was too much to talk about Ross Douthat. Honestly, yeah, yeah, <laughs> was there was just... a lot of Ross Douthat. <laughs> but um, we like we alluded to it briefly. But um, one of my favorite things that's going on now is um, all of the Trump supporters who. Uh, and again, it's um, it's difficult to make any kind of judgment about this because online is the only place I see or interact with any of these people, and it's the only place I care to. Um, but the Trump supporters who are 100% convinced that uh, Trump is going to win the election, and it's just like, it's he's like running out the clock right now. Like, it's like the game is over, and they're just waiting for his inauguration. Well, it's a mixture. There are those guys, then there are the ones who think he's going to lose because they think that it's going to get stolen. Oh, right, right. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. another yeah. group. And then there are the third group who think he's going to win, not necessarily because he has going to appeal to the most voters, but because Hillary is going to be either arrested or she's going to just die of a brain hemorrhage. Yeah, Hillary, if you guys don't know, sick, crooked Hillary. <laughs> she's got uh, she's got a lot of diseases. They call her crooked Hillary because of uh, that's the grandma seizures actually yeah. to her. Hillary has multiple sclerosis. She has rabies. Lou Gehrig's disease. Lou Gehrig's disease. She has syphilis. <laughs> and most importantly of all, she's got psychology. <laughs> you know, yes, okay, yes, she has multiple sclerosis, sure. 
But you know who else had multiple sclerosis? Only the greatest American president in history, Jebediah Bartlett. <laughs> Yo, yeah, that's true, that's true. Hillary needs to get in front of the story and do... Okay, so the press conference before Jebediah Bartlett uh, fucking, and now he's like, ah, my fellow Americans, I have MS. Uh, that was the scene where his secretary dies and he goes into church and calls God a bastard. <laughs> that was that real shit. And so if Hillary did that, she would actually, like, look, right now, if you unskew the polls, Trump is up by five. If you account for Facebook likes and skewing, Trump is up by five. But Hillary can turn this around by admitting that she's dying and calling God a bastard. So, Podesta, if you're listening, you need to get on that fucking two cathedral shit right now. This is the other Podesta we're addressing. Not yeah, Heather. No, not John, John not right? Heather. Yeah. John, you, you are not, like, you're, at, you're not on that lean right now. You're totally cogent. So, let's just get this shit done, baby. Let's do it. So, yeah, um, there's a good chance that um, if you don't take into account any of the polling or, like, any other empirical way of measuring these things, then, like, there's a good chance Trump will win this election. Once you uncuck the polls. You gotta uncuck them. Uh, our boy Gateway Pundit has been figuring this out. Um, look, Trump, 10.3 million Facebook likes. If you just do the unskewing the polls math, one Facebook like, it's usually a family that shares a computer, right? That's right. How many people are in a family? Like we'll four or five? 20? 20 people? Yeah, I mean, I'm quiverful for, for, for <laughs> 20, 20 yeah. people. Uh, in most states, it's family voting laws, which means your family has to vote. One vote. Uh, you, yeah, but it counts for as many people in your family. But yeah, the head of household votes, and then and he, yeah. he votes on behalf of everyone. In the and then he gets all the votes. If, if, we yeah. just, if we assume that half the people, which is not like a crazy estimate, half the people who are liking Trump's Facebook have families. Yeah, it's five million times twenty. That's a billion votes. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump is going to win by the largest margin in history. Get ready. No, um, we were talking before that you know. Um, one of, the, one of the few uh, silver linings to Hillary uh, being president, it's going to be depressing as hell when, when, when she does become president because it's going to suck for a lot of reasons that we've uh, already outlined that are too boring to go through again. But it will be entertaining as hell for all of the um, all of the excuses these people are going to come up with. Or like you were saying, uh, when like on election night, just like uh, discovering all the cuck states yes. at once. Virginia knew it was a cuck state. North Carolina Cuck State, Maine Congressional District 2, Cucks, Cuck District. <laughs> Knew it. Oh, uncuck America, people. I, um, it's going to be good. There's going to be a lot of Saxon wrath. <laughs> <laughs> Saxon angst is what I like. <laughs> Saxon angst. But it's going to be a lot of broken uh, action figures on people's uh, shelves. I think that's what we're going to see. Silver line to every court cloud. I think the gorilla mindset is going to shoot to the top of the New York Times. <laughs> I mean, it already is if you unskew the New York Times bestseller <laughs> yeah. list. Right. Gorilla Mindset is the best-selling book in American history, but you just have to unskew the polls because, well, who runs the New York Times bestsellers list? Globalist, globalist, more like globalist. globalist New York Times. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, it's not a globalist book like the Torah, <laughs> but uh, no, like we just got to buy more or, of that book or. Uh, or Parenthood by Paul Reiser. <laughs> <laughs> That's the biggest globalist book That's of all. so global. You might as well call that like the Torah part two. Yeah. 
<laughs> how to be a cuck. Yeah, it is. How to f- be a cuck by Tim Allen. Yeah, the first uh, the first chapter of that book is like raising another man's kids. Cuck. Got to unskew the parenthood. Got to unskew the pulse. Confuse the body, right, babe? <laughs> um, speaking of um, just powerful men, can we I mean, can we maybe talk about uh? Our boy um, G Manifesto, Jacob Michael Mason. Um, it's Michael Porfirio Mason. Michael Porfirio Mason. No one is talking about it. His name is actually Michael Porfirio Mason. But oh, who, who the hell is Jacob Michael Mason? Is that someone else? Jacob Michael Sartorius. No, Jacob, Sartorius? no, Jacob Michael Mason is the guy who's like talks like Dan Quinn, but is like really pro black women. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's sorry, sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. getting my internet. Why would you denigrate a female because she's black? <laughs> oh my god. No, sorry. Our our new the, the new sort of like Chapo uh, Godfather, the, cha- the the leader who we look up to uh, and revere. Our going basically. Oh, yeah, our going, yeah. yeah. Our teacher is uh, Michael Porforio Mason, right? Yeah, this dude is the absolute shit. He's like. <laughs> Reinvented the way that people talk. He's reinvented the way I talk. You can follow him at Michael Por- at Michael Porfirio. You can go to his website, thegmanifesto.com. It's five dollars a month to read all the archives. Yes, you can just go on Reader and read all of it anyway. But like I, most things in good in life cost five dollars a month. Do we agree? I oh, definitely agree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Michael Porfirio Mason is an interesting type. At first glance, he's like a regular MRA. But then you realize he predates the manosphere. He's been doing this a long time. And he's like, he's a Hillary man. Yeah, he supports Hillary too. He supports Hillary, but like against his better judgment because a big theme in his tweets is that uh, people who are interested in politics are all ugly losers. That's true. That's true. He's like, go to a political rally and see whiners. Not one of them will be popping bottles at international models. Interesting. Yeah. But he's talking about that. But his, his big thing is like, he observes there are two types of people in the world. There are losers and there are people like him, people who wear custom suits and scoop fly honeys. That's another thing. He talks like he's in, in living color <laughs> and wears a Kangol hat. Uh, but he's like, no one is scooping fly honeys. No one, Whenever he, like, says something very true, like, uh, one time he said, uh, James Holmes, uh, Elliot Roger, none of them wore custom suits or smoked cigarettes. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's some true shit. And then he goes, no one is talking about this. Yeah, that, that to me is the, the essential thing that he has brought to the vernacular. And it's, it's something I, I honestly, I'm just shamelessly copying now. Me too. In my daily life, on Twitter and everything. It's just, just say something. Make any observation, no matter how asinine or wrong, and then just follow it up with some variation on nobody is talking about You could about just this. be like, hey, honey, the dog shit on the carpet again. Nobody is talking about you this. Know, you know what I just realized? This makes him the opposite of Trump. He's the opposite of Trump. Because whenever Trump says something ridiculous, he's like, uh, Hillary has AIDS. And everyone, a lot of people are saying that Hillary has yeah, AIDS. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. But oh Michael gosh. Mason on the other side, yeah. You're right. No wow. one is talking about this. And because he doesn't like Trump in large part because Trump doesn't drink. Or yeah, smoke. Or smoke. It's like this bitch. He doesn't drink and smoke. You can't trust a guy like that. Yeah, and a guy who says things that other people are saying. <laughs> that's a big thing. No, Michael no. Mason. He is like they say on like girls' tumblers. Why are you trying to fit in when you're born to stand out? <laughs> no one is talking about this. So yeah, just like we need to just work on our variations of the phrase. Nobody is talking about this. Media cover up. Uh, like uh, many are unaware of this fact. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe more. 
aren't saying this. (laughs) This goes unsaid by many people. Few speak of it. (laughs) So yeah, like, dude, this is a way to like just kick up any tweet, any observation. It it makes it premium and exclusive. Like the G Manifest. Yeah, it makes any of your banal drivel premium exclusive content for winners for the 5% of the 5%. That's the kind of neurolinguistic programming that people like us use to become media influencers. Yeah, I mean, you think about it, what is language but it's like a computer program? And Michael Mason and ourselves, we've hacked the program. Yep, it's true. C++, Python. <laughs> no one is talking about this. <laughs> those, those are computer languages. I'm speaking computer language right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You got your HTMLs. You got your you got your JPEG. Google. Yeah. Uh, you got your X hamster. Goatsy. Uh, <laughs> Wiki feet. <laughs> uh, oh, wait, uh, you you brought up uh, uh, X hamster, and I want to bring up the uh, a New York Times article that I saw this morning about um, how it's okay for parents to uh, start freaking out about. It's okay for liberal parents. Sorry to start freaking out about uh, pornography. Can I just bring this up real quick? I mean, that's interesting. These most liberal parents, they just like watch their kids jack off. And they're like, this is good. He's learning sexuality. Yeah. I like this. I work at the dick sucking. Just remember that front. she has a name, son. Yeah. She's not just a sex object. Yeah. That's all you have to Rule remember. number five for dating my daughter. You will go down on her. <laughs> no, there's one line from this article that's, that's fucking awesome. It's okay, liberal parents. You can freak out about porn. This is like the perfect New York Times article because yeah, it's just yeah. like, all New York Times articles like like in this sort of style or culture section, the subtext is liberals freak out about this. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who in their audience but a bunch of hysterical New York area uh, bourgeois who are like, oh my God, what's, what's in my butter substitute? Yeah, yeah. These these are all people who like they have they have nightmares about like opening their closet and a homeless man is inside of it. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. Oh yeah, we, 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 yeah we'll get to that. Okay, <laughs> uh, whoops. This is the, 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 the our our our, uh, our transition came too early, but I just want to read this. Uh, so this is by um, Judith uh, Shulovitz. Um, her other articles feature this, and you know like you, you click on it and then it gives her a roster of all her other New York Times articles. Scrolling down the list here. How to fix feminism. <laughs> it's payback time for women. Regulating sex. Mom, the designated worrier. <laughs> so, so, she's, wait, yeah. so she's on the upper middle class neuroses. Beat, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And in college and hiding from scary ideas. <laughs> so um, there's just one line here. He says, um, uh, <laughs> this is my favorite quote from this piece. You can boot up Pornhub X hamster or other popular porn tube sites that, that collects videos from around the web, and there's a decent chance you'll see a moving thumbnail of a topless girl in a diaper. <laughs> what? 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 Okay, a couple things about this. Yeah. A couple a things couple. about this. Yes. At least. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm told. Uh, yeah, me too. That if you go this to site, if, if you go to sites like Pornhub, you would see, for instance, a moving thumbnail of someone in the diaper if you had previously searched for diapers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. Many people are saying <laughs> that porn sites have an algorithm yeah. for the weirdest shit you look for. Yeah. Many people are saying this. Not enough people are talking about this. Yeah. But here's the other thing. A topless girl in a diaper? No. 
Never. Hell no. Never. Hell no. There is, Hell no. no. There, honestly, I have literally never there, even there is heard every, of that. There is every fetish exists in pornography online, except for women wearing diapers. No, women do not wear diapers. <laughs> no, no, no. It's I only guys. Get that out of here. Get that out of here. If I have a woman in my porn and she has this shit, I want it coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta catch that, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> um, she says... Uh, but non-Republicans would be foolish to dis- dismiss pornography as a non-issue. Internet pornography is a real problem for the 66 million apparent American parents and children under 18. Parents don't have to believe that such material is a direct cause of sexual violence to be driven a little bit crazy by it. It's bad enough to know that it's giving our sons and daughters some very creepy ideas. And she goes about how um, she got mad at her school because... Obviously, some precious private school that uh, her beautiful Cody att- attends. Yeah, the My indigo child's a sex pervert. Yeah. They gave them laptops, to, like so that they can look up things for school assignments or whatever. Yeah. Hey, uh, how about you use an, an actual encyclopedia? Yeah, hell yeah. You can look up all the facts yeah. in actual. Books. If you want to jack off, you check out uh, National Geographic. <laughs> yeah. The books were the original app. <laughs> yeah, and she gets furious at the school because they tell her that they can't censor the internet on her son's laptop. We need to start censoring the internet for this unbearable woman, <laughs> who, for her precious kid who totally wouldn't have masturbated if it wasn't for laptops. By the way, uh, she closes out this article by saying, "My generation made fun of Chipper Gore in the 1980s when she urged music companies to label record covers when lyrics were obscene." I apologize to Mrs. Gore. She wasn't stopping anyone from making music. She was trying to come up with a good enough filter. So, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just halfway to a point because, like, I honestly do think that, like, allowing a 12-year-old boy free reign of the internet will destroy his brain. Probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Will. Almost certainly. Or make them a listener to the show. Yes. <laughs> Thankfully, hopefully. So it's I mean, kind of a wash. I'm assuming that, it. yeah, I'm assuming that, like, our long-term growth strategy basically is predicated on people having their brains destroyed by the internet. Gen Z, baby! Gen Z! Let's get that in! Woo! Um, but yeah, so, like, it is a problem. But then saying that, like, Tipper Gore and her stupid lyric thing has a point, well, then you're losing any kind of actual, like, difference you're making. Yeah. She's like, at the end of the article, she's like, Liberal parents, pornography is a problem, but so is music. <laughs> and yeah. it's okay to think that. I got yeah, it. she okay. should write. Okay, every... never mind then. You're just hysterical. <laughs> no, no, and yeah. by the way, have you guys noticed that sometimes blueberries are a little too sharp for our precious mouths? <laughs> and they should just take the dry, sharp skin off the blueberry and the raspberry. The seeds are too big. Our little precious could choke on them. Hold on a second. Are you guys? Are you? Aren't you guys? Are you guys like me? Tired of the barbs in strawberries? Oh, oh it's dangerous. <laughs> Unacceptable. But the barbs are there to um, protect the uh, the luscious candy and juice on the inside. Yeah. It's a metaphor for our children, and we have to, have to protect yeah. them. It's kind of like you have to have a marriage is the outside of the strawberry, and the fruit inside is the children. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, sorry for reading from Ross Douthat. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it would be interesting if, you know, uh, the bad news, Mom, your kid was jerking off to internet pornography. The good news, though, is that we found out that he is an indigo child because he didn't need to use his hands. <laughs> yeah, ooh, yeah, that's a good point. That's how you find the prodigy. Yeah. And, like, you know, I'm sorry. I'm a sex-positive parent. Uh, I'm gonna like tell my kid how to jerk off. <laughs> yeah, like, I spent years fumbling around with my right hand like an asshole, and like I wasn't about 15 until I figured out you can use the left hand, you can put it upside down. There are all sorts of tricks you can do, and like I just like I think about my kid, 
And he's just like, he, I don't want him futzing around like an asshole. I want, to get, I want him to, like, have the best experience he can have. Okay, to all this, our sex-positive parents who are listening out there, we get questions a lot. When is the right time to have the talk with your child? And the answer is The answer is if they're old enough to ask, they're old enough to know that if you sit on your hand long enough so it gets pins and needles and then jack off, it feels like you're getting a hand job. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, kids also got to know, you, your sex-positive parent, which I see if you're listening to the show, you are. But you don't have full custody because we also know that about our listeners. They're skew male and skew supervised custody. But, you know, if you can tell your kid on encrypted messaging, glitch your asshole cheeks. And that makes, like, it'll bring you closer to orgasm. You can edge for, like, 40 minutes if you start doing it long enough. I think we all need t-shirts that say sex positive dad. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, um, we're, we're wearing those. We're wearing those to Doug and Liza's thing tonight. <laughs> quick question, though. Quick question. Um, uh, Felix is a little bit younger, so maybe he came. He you didn't did, don't know about real deal um, actual porn magazines. Yeah, what was your go, what was your go to porn magazine? Oh, uh, I I I kind of scavenged. I don't think I ever bought one. Uh, well, no, I did. I bought one. Leg show. Leg show? Good. <laughs> That's good. That's yeah. good. Good Matt shit. Diggler. Good shit. Yeah, Matt Diggler. See, I could, uh, you could sort of like, uh, I would sort of like stake out like news kiosks on Broadway and just like, you know, um, ashamed as hell would just wait until there was nobody on the block and then go up and just be like, penthouse, please. Penthouse. <laughs> and a lot of times he'd be like, no, no, my friend, no. <laughs> but, you know, like every third or fourth guy would definitely yeah. sell you it. You know? I, I, uh, well, like, See, I liked Penthouse because it was classy like Playboy, but they also they showed, dicks. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, dicks. And, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> you, got, you got to have dicks for a second. I can't, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't just like see a pussy. Yeah, like, okay, I know that's intentional. Go into that. My, the one, the, my, can, uh, we, can I just say, by the way, before Matt's thing, that girl and girl is for children. <laughs> that's another thing you have to teach your yeah, children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you can start with that. That's the training wheels of porn. That's the you same. Re- move for move on. After same that. reason why I don't let my kid to wear a helmet. That's for the little kids. <laughs> but so I, like I said, I only bought one magazine ever. But I would go to a, a video store called Family Video, and I would get <laughs> it was it was it's a chain in the Midwest, and it's called Family Video. There's still a few of them out there, amazingly. Holy enough. shit. Uh, and they had all had a back room full of porn. Yeah. Because that's how non-blockbuster made money. Yeah. made money. So I would go, and I was old enough at this point, so I didn't have to worry about bluffing anybody. So what I would do, but I was embarrassed. Sure. So what I would do is I would get an indie movie to rent <laughs> with the porn. Because I wanted to like give the cashier the idea that I was like a multifaceted individual. <laughs> it's like I'll <laughs> I'll be taking out um Ingmar Bergman's persona. Yeah. And, no, and, and I was like I literally got like some softcore like Swedish porn movie and pie. But like <laughs> pie the the numerical thing, thank you very much. Not not cream the, the pie. Darren Aronofsky movie. Darren Aronofsky's cream pie. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh Black Swan? Yeah. Yeah. See, it's already, oh, it's yeah. already dirty. Yeah, it's already Jesus. dirty. I don't know if it worked. I don't know if they left and were like, wow, there's a lot of layers to that kid. <laughs> that kid's thoughtful. He's Dionysian and Apollonian. This is an ideal. He's probably um, uh, writing an essay for his uh, gender studies class. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, moving on from uh, pornography and what uh, <laughs> we did as, uh, as children, as sexually precocious youngsters, wise beyond our years. Um, 
we made we made allusion to again about how most of the brand in the New York Times is like um, upper middle class white people who are afraid of things. Oh yeah, and oh, obviously yeah. the the real bard of that genre in the New York Times is our boy. Mikey Barbs. Mikey Barbs. Mikey Barbs. Yeah, yeah. Excited to make a Chapo announcement today. Yeah, no, we're yeah. making. Okay, this is an exclusive for Chapo subscribers only. The other week we announced <laughs> the Chapo brand offshoot podcast from us, spinning out from the Chapo network. Matt Chrisman, Amber A. Lee Frost, Frost Chrisman. Yeah. They've recorded their first episode. Matt, when is it dropping? I I think it should be dropping uh, this later this week, like maybe Friday. And it's going to go out on our SoundCloud feed to start with? Uh, I think we might do a different feed. I don't know. We, maybe we could do... Maybe we could do like the first couple episodes just to give you the Chapo bump, and then you could go out on your own. That I don't know. Your own feed, your own fucking feed, you, you motherfucker! Chris <laughs> 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 oh, has to go back to casino. But right. Frost Christman is only the beginning. Coming soon from the Chapo Large Sons Network of affiliated podcasts. Michael Barbaro cast. Yo, yeah. it's a motherfucking Michael Barbaro show. <laughs> Airhorn. Michael Barbaro, real hip hop on the subway. Michael Barbaro, real hip hop music. One. No, the blood clot making it dangerous and unacceptable on the underpass. The dangerous and unacceptable podcast with Michael Barbaro. We're only half kidding. But Michael Barbaro is starting his own podcast. Yes, he Chapo Wimp House is uh, <laughs> dropping soon. I think we actually might be the people who are most excited. Oh, I'm for so those, excited! Yeah. yeah, I'm so excited for the every everyone will will every episode will begin with him recounting the trauma he experienced getting to the office that day. <laughs> oh my God, the subway today was a nightmare. There yeah. were there were Showtime kids doing kickflips in my face. I nearly passed out. That's uh, there were there were, there were rolling backpacks. There were backpacks on people's backs. A, a, a homeless gentleman brushed me with one of his wet bags of cans. <laughs> Somebody was carrying a bag from Peapod, and one of the apples hit me in the leg, and I've had a bruise for two days. <laughs> that would be the best small talk section ever, because whoever's co-hosting with Barbara. They're gonna be like, "Hey, Mike, how was your day?" <laughs> oh my God, it was awful. <laughs> oh, I think uh, I think Anthony Cumia is the co-host. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Barbaro's podcast will be recorded in the Anthony Cumia studio. In the Anthony Cumia panic room, yeah, at the top of the Empire State Building. And as all Chapo podcasts must have a hand signal, like we've got the Gray Wolf uh, hand signal. His hand signal for his uh, his Barbaro ha- trap house heads will be to put your hands in front of your face like you're going to get hit with something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, who is his first guest again? Uh, Newt, Newt Gingrich. Gingrich. Newt Gingrich. Hell yeah. Dude, dude, fuck, dude he's already swooping fly, honey. Yes. Yeah. Michael Barbaro, no one is talking about this, already getting the should be vice presidential nominee. Oh, I really yeah. missed out on that. Fuck yeah, dude, what Trump absolute was, nobody. Trump blew it with Mike Pence. He's well, fucked up. Like that showed that he Mike Pence sucks. See, it's like he had two options. He could have gone balls to the wall, or he could have tried to trim and try to like appeal to traditional Republicans. See, he tried to appeal to the cucks with Mike Pence. Exactly, and it's like they're they're not they're, they're never going to accept. Yeah, they're, they're, they're cucks. They're, they're either going to vote for you because they hate Hillary, or they won't, and it's not going to make a difference. You should have just gone all the way, gone hard, gotten Christian <laughs> Gingrich on there. No, with Gingrich, it could be like the all grifter ticket. Yeah, oh yeah, awesome. oh yeah. Kasich would be on the committee. So would Carson. <laughs> like all the guys who are just grifting money out of this whole deal. They're 
there would be a Trump Gingrich male potency serum that they would be selling by the end of the campaign. I think Trump is a cuck though because like Ben, ben Carson X-ray specs. <laughs> ben Carson is daredevil. Uh, Yo, Ben Carson is blinder than Stevie Wonder. He's so blind. Not, no one is talking about. But he has this. blind sight. No one and everyone refuses to acknowledge this. But Trump is a cuck because he should have made like Ricky Vaughn. His yes, he should have gone yeah. into the alt right, uh, like AAA team on Twitter and gotten somebody. Yeah, yeah, dude, wild thing. Yeah, you make my you make my heart sing. Yeah, or like if he's too young, which he very well might be. Uh, you know, like Nordic Lord fifty eight or somebody. <laughs> yeah, Saxon anger, Gates yeah. of Vienna, yeah, Ostrogoth rage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like all the people. Hemorrhoid. I love all the people who take like. Just names of different types of white people from two thousand years yeah. ago. All like whom, I'm that. All of whom were wiped out and like miscegenated out of existence. Yeah, they got owned. All the guys who they're like, I'm 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 Frankish anguish. <laughs> like none of those groups existed. They all got scattered to the wind and then in, in, assimilated. Yo, yo, worst, yo, worst of all, they assimilated with French people. Yeah, yeah. that's that's how Ultra that's how Anglo civilization started. Yeah. Sorry, sorry to break yeah. this, this history for you. It was, Not many people are talking about. This. No one is. Talking about it, the Anglos got cocked. They were talking about how the Anglos got owned as hell by the Franks. Yeah, and the oh, Normans, yeah. No one, and no just one, all of them basically. None of them smoked. Dude, Only he, the Normans smoked. <laughs> the Normans smoked. Every time a smoker goes up against a non-smoker, even even all the Vikings got owned too. Yeah, the Vikings were cocks. <laughs> the Vikings, like they were farmers. They weren't like the Ironborn. It's true. In yeah. a TV show. The Ironborn the were not so cocks. Like, the Ironborn aren't cocks, and you know it because they're stupid as hell. Yo. And they get owned all the time, but they don't. They're not cocked. They don't work in the fields. We the do Vikings not so- farmed all the time, bitch. The Vikings sowed all the time. All the yeah. time. Sorry, this is real history. Sorry to break it for you. The only real alphas in history were the Ottomans. Ottomans, Ottomans, yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. The Byzantines, cocks, <laughs> cocks. They got their city took. They got their whole shit snatched up, bitch. Osman, Osman forever. Uh, Mongols, also they were alpha. They were yeah, they're alpha. They were alpha. super alpha. What do we think about Tamerlane? We support Tamerlane. Oh, Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Definitely. Hell yeah. Golden Horde, man. That's yeah. Yeah. alpha as hell. With oh, a yeah. like that, come on. What do we think about the uh, Han Dynasty? Well, they were around forever. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta get And, and they stayed pure. No, they, no one talked them. They stayed super pure. Yeah, so these guys are real. They would be like t- t- uh, Turkic rage, but instead they're just like, oh, I'm Visigoth anger. You know those guys who just like hung around uh, like uh, uh, fires in the woods naked for fucking 300 years before they all got killed by the Romans? That's us. You know the guys who got their asses kicked all up and down Iberia by guys who just like walked over? By the caliphate who just showed up and were like, this is ours now, and didn't do shit. That's us. And it's like, a lot of these guys have, like, uh, Roman emperors or marble busts, but, like, you know, the Roman Empire was, like, the, they were, they were beta. Gayest, they were mad, multi, they were multicultural, they yeah. were cosmopolitan. Amnesty. And they taxed the shit, uh, they taxed and regulated everything. It was like Massachusetts. And yeah. sodomy was huge. Loved yeah. it. Loved that sodomy. They weren't like like you. Real alphas were always Rashidun Caliphate, of course. Yes, of course. We would just say Umads, yeah, because it's solid in Tamerlane, yeah, Tamerlane, and the Golden Horde. But most alpha of all is Osman and the Ottoman Empire. Uh, tune into our podcast, Hardcore History. Yeah. For who's the most hardcore <laughs> throughout history? Yeah. Cuckold History. Cuckold History. Hardcore, but we mean it in like the pornography yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Because, because like, 
Oh, the, 95% of, like, the alt-right uh, political ideology is pornography-based. Yeah. They, I mean, ours I, too, but, like... These guys honest. saw a black dick in a porno when they were 15, and that has not gotten out of the <laughs> Wait, do you think that's what the New York Times article is about? That, like, her kid is alt-right now? Yeah. Because he, like, saw a cock <laughs> porn. Now, that would be a legitimate article. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and she's like, you my kid... A, a young kid who's very insecure about their penis and still growing into themselves see a big black dick see that, they, that will haunt them for the rest of their life they'll be chased by that big black dick throughout their entire existence every time they're with a woman they will be afraid that the big black dick is going to come and steal her from them and that's going to turn them into a dork with a Nazi Pepe avatar trying to build a wall to Folks, keep the big black dicks away that's, that's, where, that's, where, that's what that's what Saxon Wrath is yes Saxon Wrath all all yeah. of them. They all have a fucking just like primal scene black dick etched in some dark recess of their brain that they've been trying to exercise their entire adult lives and failing. <laughs> and that's sort of what like justice and development is about. Is that like you know the dick is there but like because you're one with God you don't you're like whatever. That's true. Like these yeah. guys are they are genuinely pretty nihilistic and so all they have is They definitely are. Yeah. All they have is their inadequacy and that is why they conflict with like guys like Douthit, yeah. who they basically have the same anxieties about black dicks, obviously, but like they have reproduced and they have faith in God, and they sure. sort of like they've sort they of have like, the church. They've come to terms with the black. Wait, dick but in their it, head. if we if we come back around to the book Privilege, Dowdow was never cucked by a minority. He was cut by like the wasp fetus. Yeah. yeah. But but the thing is, Douthat is always a little bit on the outsider of, of the whites because he's Catholic. That's true. That's true. Eric Being, Allen Swaggart Allenby is the third. Yeah, he's, he's the wasp. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, who are the most discriminated groups in America? Catholics, fathers, small business owners. <laughs> <laughs> and people who want to attend a fucking museum on a weekday. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. And we're all for those things. It's true. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I think I think that about does it for, yeah. uh, for this week's premium show. Um, I, it was a pleasure to host uh, Matt and Felix in my in my drawing room. Oh yeah, that's, that's, the, that's, that's the room where I classy. draw. Um, and making sort of a special guest appearance, uh, First Lady of Chapo, Mickey is here. But Yay! Where's Mickey go? Mickey is cowering under the couch because there's too much tea in the room right oh, now. That's true. She can't handle that. Hold on a sec. Let me get let me get, let me get her a, a treat. She should come out. Yay! Yeah, there's a lot of aggro energy going on yeah. right now. Mickey! Mickey, come here. Oh, she's too afraid. Aww. <laughs> Sorry. But, um, till next time. Yep. Oh, here she is. Here she comes. Yay! It's Mickey! Mickey. Oh, Mickey! There um, she is! This is perfect for radio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm taking a picture. I gotta there get we a go. picture of her. There you go. Alright, come on. Jump. Jump, damn you. Hi, Brooklyn Hawk! There we go. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. From Mickey to all of you. Uh, till next time. Bye. My mind is stronger than the pictures in your muscle book. With more manners than all of the Huxtables. Pain before pleasure. Death before dishonor. Turn rap, wanna be piranhas into a fish called Wanda. Swordfish to mermaids. I lay down the law without being represented by an attorney. Overqualified for technical institutes. I get the job done when you barely make it past the interview. The streets is watching, eyeballing, careful. Everybody wants a piece of me like I'm a James Brown. 
example Spitting flame Call the fire warden out of town Violent tourists Love grip Isotona Sands of time Priceless moments The skies this dormant Plug Vital organs With my bare hands I fight your swordmen Smoke screen Rifle scorching Even my bible stolen Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn.